FM. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly. Something's got to give. Hey, everybody. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Yay! Uh, it's going to be super exciting. We have a, a, such a stacked list tonight. It is unbelievable. Uh, we have like 19 on the list, and then we've got a wait list. So I'm just not going to take any time or confusion away from anything. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. How you doing? And uh, we're going to have a ton of comics. The first eight get comments. And I take notes, and I challenge you to also take notes and pay attention. And if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice fluffy brioche bun there on the top. And then put the shit in the middle. And But be honest and tell people, you know, what's going on. We don't want to blow smoke up anybody's ass either. You don't want to be like, that was... And if you say it's an amazing joke, that's great. Just tell them why. You know, back it up. That's what critique is, everybody. Okay. Your first comedian... What a what a joy and a wonderment to the scene. Put your hands together, everybody. For Pete Struckmeyer. Hey, Mr. Postman. Woo! There are now two people here. Hooray me. Also, I really wish that you had timed that with like me coming out of the toilet and then that being like my grand entrance onto stage. Like I'm here, jazz hands. Uh, Monday Night jo- Joke Workshop, Mutiny Radio. We made it. I made it all the way here from North Beach. Yes, I am a gay man living in North Beach. Please pray for me. It's just like it's a lot of frat guys in North Beach, which is why I live there, first of all. But uh, no, it's like there's just so many frat guys walking around North Beach that I can't tell them apart. And this was kind of problematic because one of them said hi to me yesterday. I was like, how do I know you? Is it from high school? Like, did you bully me in high school for my algebra homework or because I was gay? With me, you always have to figure out, is it dork or dick? Now, uh, I should have realized I was gay a lot sooner in life. Like, in retrospect, no straight boy is just, like, obsessed with every episode of America's Next Top Model. All right, like, there's no straight kid who's in his room watching that show, like, you want to be on top? Eh, 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 eh. You want to be on top? Turns out, no, I don't. <laughs> but I spent my formative years as a gay man in New Hampshire. Or, excuse me, in North Carolina. Got the bit wrong. Wind up, back up. I spent the formative years of my life as a gay man in North Carolina, okay? And North Carolina is so homophobic, it's brilliant. So, I'll tell you how homophobic it is. Uh, the only gay bar in the four years in college that I was in North Carolina was a place called The Bar. And the whole premise of why The Bar was called The Bar was because the closet cases could hide the fact that they were at a gay bar. Case in point. What did you do this weekend? I went to the bar. Which bar? The bar. Which bar? You see the point. <laughs> so um, then I got to California and I had to like relearn everything, right? 
Like I get to San Francisco and suddenly there's something called an LGBTQIA plus community center. Yeah, in North Carolina, we just call that fag club. And let me tell you, the first rule of fag club is you do not tell anyone that you are in fag club. The second rule of fag club is you keep going until someone shouts out the safe word. Uh, I met a guy on Grindr. He told me he's submissive. So now he's doing my chores. Grocery shopping, laundry, dry cleaning. Like at one point, he's cleaning my bathroom, and I'm like, put your back into it! Which is coincidentally what I told him when uh, I stuck my plunger down his plumbing. Uh, right? It's fun when they bring their own tools. Um, I'll leave you with this. I was rewatching Friends. And uh, I was watching the one where the white guy dates the white girl. <clears throat> Have you watched it? <laughs> and look, it's a very dated show, right? So there's some technology that just doesn't hold up. So Chandler gives Monica a mixtape where he's saying the songs on the mixtape for Valentine's Day. And now my gay ass, because Friends is such a heteronormative show, and also because I only pay attention to things where gay men fuck, has to reimagine the entire plot of this show as if it were two gay men. Could you imagine two gay men exchanging a mixtape they sang on? Like, the high-pitched screeching on that one would be so... Like, only dogs could hear it. Okay? It would just be them competing on the lines for Mariah Carey. Like, come back, baby, please, because we belong together! That is my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you! Yay! Peter Struckmeyer with his sexy, sexy mixtape. Woo! Um... I love all the the bullying with the gayness. I might I might leave no, I might leave the bully till the end of the joke like you you put bully at the front. It's like I don't know if it was my gayness or this that I was bull I would leave bully toward the end so that maybe we're confused. I don't know. I was I the act out was really great and I love that and you're like no I don't and you don't have to say bot that you're a bottom. It just is obvious and it's great and it's really clever. And the only thing I can think of is with North Carolina NC, I, there must be some kind of like, it stands for like an acronym, like a list you can do, like North Carolina's no cock or, or you know, like and yeah. what can NC stand for? And then I thought with the fag club thing, no, no right, no cock, right, no cock sucking. But if, if instead of fag club, which is FC, there could be something NC that would be, I don't know. I was just thinking of wordplay, but it, everything was fantastic. Also, in today, all of the microphones out there should work as well. There's like one in the sort of the center, and there's one over there. But then these ones also work. But I just wanted to give people options today. Well, Fight Club. You, uh, his name was Robert Paulson. I mean, there's there's a bunch of things from Fight Club. Um, I am I am Jack's uh, tainted liver, or you know how it's I, I am. Or he does that whole thing with the the body parts, um, and then there's the Robert Paulson, and um, I'm trying to think of other Fight Club. Hmm. 
bitch. Well, that was the guy who was, his name is Robert Paulson. And it was Meatloaf, yeah. yeah. Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah, or the, the, the book works too. Oh, I read the book. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, comments? Yeah, yeah, so I just walked in halfway, sorry. And I just like your energy. I just like the way you're up there. And it's like the whole tag thing. Great. All right. Any other uh, comments? Uh, Find a microphone. There's some out there. Uh, They're sort of strewn around. Hello. Yes. Okay. So comment is, um, do you think there's a way you can hide the fact that like you were in North Carolina first? Like instead of just, yeah. Mm. And then you find a way to describe it. Like I was like, Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay. Hooray. You're a nice comedian. Uh, keep being a great audience. You know, take notes, pay attention. Uh, super funny guy. Put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Hello, hello. Shout out, Pam, for the snacks. How's everybody doing tonight? Niners game on right now. I can see why a lot of people aren't here, but that's okay. Um, Happy No Nut November, everybody. What a terrible fucking concept, right, Peter? What? Exactly, exactly. What incel decided that, like, not nut, like, stopping and busting nut on the the day after... I don't know, fuck. I got to work on that one. <laughs> that was something on the fly. But anyways, um, anyways, guys, I turned 30 this year. Woo! That was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, nobody told me it was all downhill from here. Oh, it gets better. Guys, like in my 20s, my body was rough, tough, rugged, like a Ford F-150 commercial. Now my body is more like a, like a Volvo station wagon. Like, it'll get you from A to B, but just know that all the check engine lights are on 24-7. You know what I mean? It's ugly. It's ugly out here. Like, the other day, I was, uh, I was working on my laptop, and my feet started to hurt. Let me repeat that again. I was working on my laptop, and my feet started to hurt. <laughs> So I did what any logical adult would do, and I went on, went on WebMD. Uh, and after about two hours of anxiety and prayer, I accepted my fate, and I heated up some dinosaur nuggets. It was great. It was great. It was amazing, man. Uh, but being 30 is not all bad, though, right? It's not all bad. You pick up a lot of game along the way. One of the skills that I actually picked up was uh, judging people by the car they drive. For example, uh, if you own a, a Nissan Ultima, you're the spawn of Satan. Without a doubt in my mind, you, Cam, you, you are the spawn of Satan right now. It's great. Men, self-respecting men don't, don't own, they don't own Nissan Ultimas. But if a woman drives a Nissan Ultima, jump the fuck out the car right now. Because she's 0.2 seconds away from stabbing her ass unprovoked. It's a great time, though. 
it's a good time. But ladies, men, are, we aren't out of the woods either, right? M ladies, if a man owns a Dodge Challenger, he has no intentions of proposing to you. I'm sorry to tell you that. All he wants to do is go to the club at 2 a.m. and rev his engine in front of Holy Cow. That's all he wants. <laughs> it's sad, right? It's sad. But one of I, but one of one of the car owners that I love the most are Scion owners. Biggest guys, if you have a Scion owner in your life, cherish and hold them, because they are the biggest fucking freaks you'll ever meet, man or woman. It doesn't even matter. I know one ruined my life. I still think about it to this day. And that's my time, everybody. I think I'm good with that. <laughs> Wally Ippolito. No, not November. Hooray. Um, you know, if you're going to do anything with the No Nut November, I would do something with, I don't know if cars have nuts or like the nuts on the back of the car, anything with car nuts, because you, your whole set was about cars anyway, so I would do a thing. Go find the microphone right out there, talk into it. Okay, so you have your whole bit about like how men are like fragile for driving bad cars. You bring it back, like it's No Nut November permanently for them, because they're never able to nut. Also, I have logistical questions about No Nut November. Like what is the, as, as someone who nuts a lot in november what are like what's the objective of no not november is it for like a cause i have no idea dude that is was it like charity to like have your it? nuts hurt dude that was you need to do it's some a terrible research. premise dude i i don't like no nut november like I no shave november like has a purpose for like for colon cancer i don't know what it is like it's something it's it smells of incel you know what i mean i don't like it yeah. With your uh, with your Volvo thing, you got to throw the year of the Volvo and have it be the year you were born. So it's just another way to describe that you are the Volvo. So I don't know what how many years that is, whatever year you were born. 91. So you're a 91 Volvo station wagon. And that'll give also a real big visual for everybody. It could also be like, because you opened the car bit with like, now nah, I'm 30 and I have a different way of like screening people for dating. It could be like, I don't. Like, rather than be like, oh, like, are you a Sagittarius? It'd be like, what car were you conceived in? <laughs> Was it like a Volvo 93 or whatever? Or... <laughs> nice. Okay. A few a few cheeky things, Wally. You know I love your energy. Yay. Um, what was the punchline for the WebMD joke? Uh, that was just a, that was a setup. Okay. Uh, but the punchline was... Yeah, yeah. No, that was, the setup was his feet hurt, and then you went to WebMD, and then you ended up buying nuggets, like or the no, nuggets. No, I, I, I end up saying, uh, after an anxiety-riddled two hours of research and prayer, I accepted my fate and heated up some dinosaur nuggets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Next. Okay. <laughs> next okay. is um. <laughs> The engine, I feel the check engine light. I feel like that's the funny part that's supposed to go at the end, instead of saying you go. My check engine light is on all the time. You could say like my engine light. My, like it needs to end on check engine light. My whole body is like a check engine light. Is this something like that? Okay. Um. Yes. 
Thank hey, you. Wally, a great set. Awesome. I love all the analogies tonight. You had so many good analogies. So great. Uh, number one, I also had a question about the dinosaur nuggets, but I think that's covered. I don't understand the resolution of it, but you'll work on it, and that's no big deal. The other thing is the Ultima. You remember the, the woman with the Ultima? Get the fuck out of the way. I think maybe you can add in a pun, like, ultimately, she's going to stab you. Ultimate, huh? It's oh, stupid. I know. Fucking No, old. no, you're a dad. That's great. I'm a dad. It's happening. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. And I think also uh, uh, you can make the Volvo a light brown Volvo because you're light brown. Oh, and then lastly, yeah, tan. And, they, actually, yeah. a tan Volvo was and a if, color that they and had. And if you're going to talk about No Nut November, you have to know why that why that exists. Because if you're going to bring it up, you got to be a quasi-expert at it. Somewhat. All right. Nice job. Thanks, Ray. Also, last thing I'll say, um, I also turned 30 this year, and I found, like, Woo! to your... Yeah, right. I <laughs> empathize deeply. Um, to your point about the dinosaur chicken nuggets, I find, like, I'm eating worse, like, yeah. in the last year. Maybe that's the pandemic, but, like, I will door dash, like... Mcdonald's and Chipotle. You're like, like reverting back yeah, to your Yeah, like I'm not getting healthier. I'm getting worse. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if there's something that you're going through similar or like something to that. Oh, oh, that's exactly why I bring up anxiety and, you know, going on WebMD and things like that. But yeah, that's a great point. Like the other day, I tried to order a salad and then DoorDash wouldn't deliver it. So I canceled and got a cheeseburger <laughs> with fries. You got to get a Happy Meal. Get a Happy Meal delivered. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. Yay! That's how Your next comedian. What a lovely human being and a great dad and a funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Raycon! I am a great dad. Thanks, Pam. How are you? Hi, guys. Happy Monday. What's going on? Uh, you know, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I didn't know Vin Diesel was uh, had a skinny, uh, tidy older brother, huh? No, no, no. I'm not Vin Diesel. No way. I'm very much unlike Vin Diesel. Um, you see Vin Diesel on the, on the movies all the time. He's a good fighter. I am not a good fighter. I'm a terrible fighter, everybody. I cannot fight at all. I don't have a fighting bone in my body. As a matter of fact, before the pandemic, I did get into a little altercation at Safeway. I was at Safeway, and I accidentally cut in front of a guy in line. It was not my fault. It wasn't intentional. I just happened to cut in front of him, and the guy immediately said, Hey, man, what the fuck? All right, and I was like, oh, shit, this guy went from zero to violence very, very quickly. Um, and so, um, so and I, you know, he put up his fist, and I'm just like, all right, well, you know, so I, so I did what any self-respecting man, a fighting man would do. I reached in for my first weapon of choice, a sniveling apology. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, was this your line? Oh, my God, I think I have 16 items, as a matter of fact. Is it the 15? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My mother didn't raise me like this. I apologize. I apologize. He did not accept my apology. He was like, fuck this, this is going to happen. And he started putting up his fist. He's going at me, going at me. I'm like, all right, all right, this is cool. And, you know, you know you're not a fighter when in the middle of an altercation, you're like, what exactly is happening to the crowd around you? How did I get in this situation? And how may I please get out of it? And an old lady pokes me in the back and says, listen, I think you're in the middle of an altercation. Do your best to survive. I'm like, all righty. Anyway, the guy said, I'm going to kick your ass. 
right? Now, I don't have any training, and I didn't know how to respond. I don't, I, I don't have any self-defense. I can't box, right? It's the only training I really have is five years of theatrical improv, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. So what I did is I just, I just, I have no self-training. So all I did is I did, basically, I started yes-anding and hyper-agreeing with this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. The only person in the scene getting hurt is me, and I'm going to be late for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm going to crush your face. I said, yes, and my face will be altered forever, Johnny. <laughs> I had to name him because, you know, in a scene, you got to fucking name somebody. <laughs> he said, who do you think you are? I said, I don't know. Can I get a name, occupation, location? And I fucking edited that scene. I got the fuck out of there. I am not a fighter, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, when I was uh, younger, I used to take naps. Then I used to take little 20-minute cat naps. They were nice. I used to wake up fresh as a daisy. Whatever happened to that? Now I'm old. I'm terribly old. Um, and now I just straight sleep. And when I wake up, I'm not sure if it's AM, PM, or post-apocalyptic times. I have no idea. Yeah, soon I'm going to wake up from a sleep nap, and one of the four horsemen are going to be poking me with a stick. He's like, hello, end of the world much? End of the world much? You know how sometimes you wake up from a nap, and sometimes you don't know where you are? Well, I wake up from a nap, and I don't even know what the fuck I am. Did I just get reincarnated? Oh, my God, human? Cool, cool. All right, that's my time. Thanks a lot, everybody. Monday, joke workshop. Working out some jokes. Thanks, Pam. Break on, everyone. Huzzah. Uh, hey, I, your your energy is, is, is amazing. Thank you. Uh, but I would find places to go up and down because once you get up there and you're up you're like uh, uh, there's then there's nowhere to go and then yeah. you're up here and you were up here for like two minutes yeah. and that's got to be hard for you and then it's hard for the audience to see like between jokes do we start yeah, i do that when i'm nervous oh i compensate by fucking just shouting and going just being yeah. oh, i got all the energy just um find the places where you can like bring it down and put a little quiet in yeah. because then then it gives you then when you're up 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 it has more power yeah. i do that also when i don't know the material that well when i've just written the joke i'm just like ah right. nervous oh, get it out well, get yeah it. that makes sense cool. and did you say tidy because i loved that word i think you said at the very top something about yeah. tiny or was it tidy it was tidy oh it was because i love that i thought that was so funny i was like tidy <laughs> what the um and there might be like a little joke you could throw in. I'm a terrible fighter. I'm the blank of fighting. Like I'm the Gandhi of fighting, but unflexible or uh, I'm the blank of something. Okay. Um, and, and you said all the fighting stuff, but then you can also flip it over and talk about flight. Like you keep saying fight, 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 but I wanted to fight, but I couldn't cause I was in line and the old lady in front of me and then this, and Got like it. you were trapped. Got it. So you had to keep going because Got there was it. no way to flight. Um, and then I thought, you know, you didn't know how to fight, but you've got a basket full of things. You could throw ice cream in his face. <laughs> you could like lure him away with a candy bar. You could like something. I don't know. I thought that. And the ener obviously the energy, <laughs> energy, the improv line was perfect. Nice. Um, comments? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, um, 
it's good that you go larger when you have new stuff. That's it's a better problem to have than shrinking. Yeah. Like I, I do the I do the opposite, <laughs> which is awful. That's why we're friends. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, we compliment each other. Thank you, Ray. Uh, I love it. I love it uh, as usual. It's great. Uh, I had a few ideas. Um, you had a Vin Diesel joke at the beginning. Yep. And then you go to a new joke, and then the guy the guy's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna fuck you up." You could go back and go, "Am I that obviously not Vin Diesel?" Ah, sweet. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Like you could sort of like do a Absolutely. little call there. For sure. And then um, when you say all these people around, what's with these people? It's like, listen, I am a Safeway Club card member, and I assume <laughs> you are too. What is the point of being part of this club <laughs> if no one's going to help me with the fucking fight or whatever? And the other thing was, uh, shit. Oh, the improv stuff I loved. I think people are, are reason. most people are familiar with uh, yes anding, sure. right? So when you refer to that thing. Sure. Uh, but also you add to things, right? Yeah. So when he's like, you know, we're gonna fight, and you're like, yes, we are, and you're like, what? And fighting at the circus, oh, right, you're like juggling, right, yeah. like right, add right. something to it, add like more, trying, you're more. trying to add to his well, scene. Well, I thought I was adding while I say, and my face will be altered forever, and and and. But I think it should be more obvious than that. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was cool. great. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, I just loved how like cheerful and dad like you were like i felt like like when you came on stage i was like oh he's gonna pass out fruit snacks for all of us and like give us a juice box after our soccer game like that could be a new opening line for you sure. like yeah like you know like i'm your dad passing around fruit snacks and stuff totally agree on the um like doing something with the like things in your basket yeah and the improv bit got it um the other thing i wanted more of is like i feel like it's like you could add in some color about the fact that like you're not just getting into an altercation you're getting into an altercation at like safeway <laughs> right? right like you're in aisle six there's fucking bags of doritos and popcorn like in the side like it's just such an awkward place to like get into this altercation that like I don't know. Like, can, can you bring some of that imagery into maybe, like the uh, maybe the guy is having yeah. impulse problem next to the impulse purchases? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like taking one of those like trashy. Like it's almost like you're acting out one of those like Star Magazine headlines or something. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. Awesome. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Raycon! Yay! Your next comedian is running a great new show at the Legionnaire. I don't know how often, but it was super fun last Thursday. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. This moment, cause there might not be another soon. Holding on to memories like roller coaster handlebars tightly because I'm swiping. You guys, thank you. Ah, uh, this is great. Love it here on the Monday <laughs> doing the comedy. A friend of mine the other day was like, uh, hey, Dan, uh, what are your comedy goals? And I'm like, goals? comedy goals just got I just got you know I just got something inside of me and I want to get it out in the least practical way possible I don't have goals I, I you know I tried it out and I got a laugh eventually I got my first laugh and I was hooked you know and that was all there is to it you might as well be tying somebody off you know and just ask them what are your goals with heroin what do you want to do with that um I go uh man getting a little older uh, I'm at that stage in life where I shop at Whole Foods uh, because I peed myself at the local Safeway. Aww. Another Safeway story for you guys. I don't tell a lot of uh, true stories, but this actually happened to me a few weeks ago. 
I, uh, I was after comedy late one night. I'm driving uh, home, and I'm like, I got to have coffee filters. Like, there's certain things I just can't. I have to have coffee filters. More, so I might as well stop in. Got to pee a little bit. I'm going in there, and I start, you know, looking around, doing all this stuff. I'm like, grab my, you know, my filters, and I grab them. I'm like, oh, I might as well get some frozen blueberries while I'm here. And as long as I'm getting frozen blueberries, I should get some yogurt as well. And I'm shopping. Now I'm shopping, increasingly having to pee. And it never occurred to me to use the Safeway bathroom. Because I'm in Oakland, and I'm just like, you know what? There's a never-ending stream of vagrants coming through here trying to use the bathroom. I don't want to open up that can of worms. Like, what's the code? All that other stuff. I'm just like, I am going to bear down and just get through this and go home. And it's going to be great. I've done it a thousand times in a row. But it got worse and worse and worse with every passing minute. And I was like, this is this actual problem right now. This is becoming a major problem. And I was like, just willpower it through. And I started to go to the auto checkout thing. I'm, I'm going through that and I'm like checking out my stuff. And it's getting to the point where I'm like, fuck, I'm in some serious trouble right now. I'm halfway through checking out my stuff. I'm looking around and I'm like, this is, this is actually going to happen. This is going to happen to me. And I realized that at that second, I realized I'm like, you know what? I got my tight pants on. So I'm trying not to be old. And I'm like, it'll, it'll catch it. It'll catch it. I wasn't drunk, you guys. I was like, it'll catch it. And I was like, it's, oh my God, yeah, yeah, it's happening. And it, I, I peed myself at the Safeway. And uh, let me tell you something, it didn't catch it. There was a little pool and I was like, oh God. There's a guy who works at Safeway, right? There's like 11.30 at night and I'm like, excuse me, you work here, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I am so, so sorry, man. And he goes, what? I said, I'm so sorry. Oh. He's like, what? And I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, I just peed myself standing here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. He's like, you know, we have a bathroom back there. And I'm like, that's not, I can't, that's not me. I'm not a vagrant. And he goes, yeah, a vagrant would have used the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. So finally, he's like, listen, I'm going to open the door. We'll take care of it. We'll mop it. Just back out that way. Get finished checking out your stuff. Back out that way. And he's like, just go straight to the thing and just, just leave, and everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And finally, I got home, and I was like, I wash everything, whatever. I, I had to get checked out because I'm like, what is this, prostate something? I'm a hypochondriac. Who knows what's going on here? I got everything checked, prostate, all that stuff. The doctor called me back. He's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. He's like, uh, because I was like, in a way, part of me doesn't want this to be my fault. I, I sort of want there to be something wrong with me. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, you're fine. You just had a mishap, he said. You had a mishap. And I was like, you know what? Run the tests again. Run them again. <laughs> There's got to be a reason for this. Anyway, same friend of mine's like, the, same friend of mine's like, it's a good thing you peed yourself at Safeway because, you know, you can get a joke out of it. And I'm like, listen, I don't pee myself at Safeway for jokes. I peed myself at Safeway because I have something inside of me and I like to get it out in the least practical way possible. Uh, uh, that's it. Yay, Dan Lewis brought it all back home. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. The goals of her without heroin, uh, the goals of the heroin thing, that was all inside baseball but lovely. And um, the frozen blueberries, how non sequitur and funny. 
And now I'm shopping all great lines and the catch, all of it. That was super funny. But I'm just sad that you've never peed your pants before. That surprises me. It's been me. Uh, 40 years, Pam. Okay. Yeah. So you thought it was going to catch. It's very, very, it's very, very funny. It's been 40 years. Uh, hey, Dan, great set. Um, uh, I, was, I was wondering maybe if you can add on just the idea. As you're walking down the aisle trying to hold it in, you, it wasn't helping that you're walking by Gatorade right. and lemonades and the water section. You know, uh, squirt. Right, ah, squirt, whatever. <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then, and then you it's realize, a true story, Ray. <laughs> sorry, didn't mean to hurt your pain. And then also, uh, <laughs> and then perhaps maybe to make yourself feel better, you ran to the kitty litter aisle, to whatever's dry, the cracker aisle, something to dry yourself up mentally. That's all I thought of. Okay, nice thank set. you. Dry yourself up mentally. Fabulous. My fabulous piss queen here. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the joke that like I was just waiting for and just waiting for and like you just like, no pun intended, circled the drain on it, um, <laughs> is like a Safeway is the bathroom of Safeway. Uh, like yeah, right, Safeway, right. like aisle that's six good, yeah. is always covered in urine. Like the bathroom at Safeway is Safeway. I could mix that into the yeah. Oakland part of it. And be like, yeah. It is a bathroom. And I wanted that's you to right. buy weirder things than like blueberries <laughs> and like, like just some I like I tell you, it's odd... 100% true. I could make up part of it, but the, yeah. The blueberries was perfect, but yogurt makes too much sense because then we know you're making a smoothie. But the blueberries yeah. was out of nowhere and I was like, that's great. And then when okay. you said yogurt, I'm like, oh, we like smoothies, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. And then, so you, you framed the joke with like, oh, I shop at Whole Foods now. Because I got banned from Safeway for peeing myself. <laughs> and I kind of wanted closure on like, so do you like openly pee yourself at Whole Foods now? Is yeah, it like a good. place where you can express your individuality because it's so <laughs> granola there? Yeah. Like just bringing that element back into it. Yeah, I pee, I pee myself on the floor at Safeway because I'm a, or at Whole Foods because I'm an Amazon Prime member. Yeah. Right. Well, it also feels like you're now one of them. You know what they're feeling. So there's some, maybe there's some kind of a connection between that and the vagrant too because now... You've peed on yourself in Safeway, just like the vagrants have. Right, right. Anyway. How about that line oh, there? That reminded me. Oh. Um, I wanted the store clerk at the end to, like, and this is just my, like, perverted gay mind, to, like, think it's sexy that you pee on okay. the floor. <laughs> like, he just, unexpected. that was a great <laughs> time for you gonna... to walk in. Like, for him to just, like, you pee the floor of the Safeway, and then, like, it turns him on instead. Oh, I love you, Peter. <laughs> Last comments. Uh. Yeah, um, j just to go off what Ray was saying, it, you, he he had some good stuff, but like the you know the mist in the produce section, oh like the, the mist, mist. Oh, like the mist was oh, going off, and that's when I lost it. You that's know good, that yeah. could be good. And I don't, I maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe Brady just said this, but did you say something about water breaking? Did you say that? No, no. but oh. you could be like, it's like you, the way you were explaining it was almost like your water's breaking. Like, oh my god, it's happening. This is the moment. This is it. So if you could compare it, like. Felt yeah. like I finally felt like what it was to oh, like. That's good. Or, or I tried to time it with the steamer, the the, yeah. the, the mister uh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, vegetables. Yeah, exactly. I waited for it to start and then I started. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. Yeah. it was like, I, look what the yeah, it's leaking over here. Yeah, that could be. Good. <laughs> like I loved your thing about like I'm so sorry, and he's like, what? I'm so sorry. I was like, what? I'm so sorry. And then at the end, you're like, my water broke. Uh, like that's where you layered it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to move right along. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Camuel Baldwin. Thank you. Um, if I had told you that, or you ran the news somewhere, that Daniel Day-Lewis had 
shot and killed his director of cinematography and wounded a person. My first thought would have been like, oh my God, that is tragic. But like, yo, when, the, when is that movie coming out though? Is it still coming out? Like, are they still producing that? When Alec Baldwin did it, my, my thought was like, somebody is financially responsible for this. Like somebody enabled him like to produce this movie. I'm like, who the hell gave Alec Baldwin money to produce anything? Like, what are they doing? Like, if, if I heard that Nicolas Cage had like shot and killed somebody, I would have been like, on a movie set, I'd be like, yeah, but like, what did they do though? Like, what, what happened? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying to move into like some political comedy. Um, I don't, I don't, I had to look this up. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Mitch McConnell has not had a stroke. Well, <laughs> Like, his face just looks like that. Like, and that kind of confused me. Like, I felt kind of bad because I thought about it. Like, oh, that's funny. Like, oh, mate, like, did he? So I looked it up on Google, and then, like, it's like, no, he's actually in perfect health. And like, I looked it up on, um, just put it in YouTube, and I found a clip of him saying, like, yo, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in perfect health. Like, I'm, I'm fit as a fiddle. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And then, like, so, and I, so I'm working on my Mitch McConnell impression. <laughs> And um, so get into it real quick. Lower my glasses. Two thousand twenty-two. It's gonna be a referendum. Like, he, like when I when I look at Mitch McConnell, it looks like he's trying. His face is trying to eat itself. Like it looks like he's trying to like his bottom lip is, is definitely trying to like hide itself in the back of his throat. Like I just like. Like when I think of Mitch McConnell's face, like I just think of like Hannibal Lecter, and like <laughs> that's just the way he looks. Like, and then I looked at young pictures of Mitch McConnell. Like, like there's nothing wrong with him. He just aged that way, and I thought that was crazy to me. But yeah, but like that movie Rust, that that movie cannot come out. Like, you know how good that movie would have to be to justify him that murder on that set. Like, yeah. like that movie would have to be like put into like the Library of Congress, like next to like Citizen Kane and like the Godfather, like for like historical like significance. Like it would have to be that good to justify. Like that movie would have to have like been nominated for like all the all the awards at every award show and at bare minimum when best cinematographer. Like just just justify what happened on that set. Like and then like when we were first talking about it, they say it was a prop gun. I'm like, okay, that's tragic. Like, how do, but how do you shoot, kill someone, and then hurt someone with a prop gun? And then they come to find out, oh, there were actual live rounds in the gun. Like, I'm not a genius, but I know if like prop gun plus real bullets equals real fucking gun. So you tell me, oh, Alec Baldwin, he shot and killed somebody. Like that, yeah, I understand that. And then we come to find out that the cinematographer. Her husband was a lawyer that was prosecuting the Clintons. Like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but like, I, I kind of look into some of those like conspiracy theories. And if you understand, like the, the Clintons may have, may have a, a high bad account. I don't know, but like, when it comes to that, I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm not saying that Alec Baldwin was maybe put up by the Clintons to be responsible for maybe sending a message to that woman's home husband, but what I am saying is that we do need to verify and look at Alec Baldwin's whereabouts when JFK was shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, I think I'm Cammy Baldwin. It's been my time. Cammy Baldwin, everyone. 
and his conspiracy theories. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, your accent is uh, absolutely lovely. And you know that they are totally putting that movie out. <laughs> like there's, they will. It's just out. It's just a matter of time before they put the movie out. But um, that was that was all great stuff. And I love that you started by saying you were going to be super political, and then you just sort of like made fun of the way Mitch McConnell looks. That was really good. I like that. Hey, uh, like you said, loved it. Um, you know, I thought the Mitch McConnell bit, bit was really really funny. It was solid. Um, the I, I got a little confused about the Alec Baldwin Nicholas Cage beginning part. Because I don't, I don't know, I think if you're going to pick an actor, you, I think they have to really have strong characterizations. Like, if this person did, I can see why, because blank. I didn't get any strong characterizations about Nicolas Cage and I forget who the other person you said. Um, and then I, the other thing is, I think, getting to the Clinton body count thing, just get there faster. Hmm. Get there, because that's funny. It's hilarious. But you, you, you got a little bit wordy getting there. Just go right to it and just start hitting it with the JFK stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be better that way. So when you were doing the, um, what was the first bit again? Oh, the uh, the Nicolas Cage thing. For some reason in my mind, I had this image of Mel Gibson killing someone with a crossbow. I don't know if that's something you can use in there. Um, and when you said the thing about Mitch McConnell hasn't had a stroke, I thought Mitch McConnell hasn't had a stroke, but his chin has. Um, and then... I think there's something there of like, yes, Alec Baldwin killed someone, but Hilaria Baldwin pretended she was Spanish. <laughs> and like, just something about how like, Alec Baldwin can literally kill someone and we still think Hilaria Baldwin is more evil. Like, is there just like a Hilaria Baldwin thing that we can put in there? I do not know who she is, but I feel like if that reference works, then like, yeah, why not? That's that's really funny. I, I love how I'm talking as if like I'm this guy. Um, uh, I would say, uh, so the Nicolas Cage bit um, in the first part, what was your point? I didn't know what you were saying. Well, my point uh, my point was I thought like Nicolas Cage is like such a crazy person. Like if it's something that happened, I'd be like, okay, he's so crazy that I wouldn't think that like he would do something like that. So he's, then, he's so crazy, you think that he wouldn't shoot someone with a prop gun? Yeah, I feel like everybody else around him would like know he's crazy and would give him like even like, the opportunity to do that. So if he's someone with a prop gun, I think there would be like a good reason for it. I don't know, maybe it's just the way in my mind I need to work that in my own head. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's a little unclear, but just like yeah. refining that point. Um, and this is a little contrary to what you said, but I kind of like how the end is very meandering. So that when you say, like, where were the Clintons when JFK was killed, uh, I, I feel like that's fucking funny. Also, they probably were, like, 15 or 20, right? Like, no, I'm talking about how, where was... No, it's where is Alec Baldwin. Was, yeah. It's Alec Baldwin killed JFK, not, not the Clintons. So he was, like, in the womb? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. The, uh, sorry, the... Uh, yeah, with the the I got the Nicolas Cage reference because he is genuinely crazy, and you could just point that out and just say uh, if you found out that Nicolas Cage accidentally shot somebody on a movie, you'd be surprised that it was an accident. Uh, because he's fucking crazy. That's true. Anyway, uh, real quick, the Mitch McConnell. I don't know if anybody's ever done this joke, but something about he looks like he's like he's never had a stroke, and it's like it looks like you know how when you have a stroke, one half of your face gets all weird. He's like looks like he had two separate strokes, one on each side of his face. That would be one thing. Another one is, uh, also, just so you know, Alec Baldwin, I believe, is the funding producer of that movie. So 
when you mentioned who paid him to do that, well, he, he did. So I'm not sure what you can uh, do with that. Uh, the other one was, just as the, if you want to get real insight on the political stuff, because uh, you said uh, Clint, you made the Clinton tie, mm-hmm. and then you're like, because you know, I get into the conspiracy theory stuff. You you know about the Clintons? Like, I heard that uh, they tried to get Vince Foster cast in The Crow. <laughs> but that's a real insider a, kind of joke because yeah. you have to know who Vince Foster is, and you have to know that somebody got shot on The Crow. Anyway, whatever. Clap that's your hands together, everybody, for Camuel Baldwin! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, we have two more comedians with uh, comments, and then we're then it's just an open mic, and we'll try to get through everybody, but we have a huge wait list tonight. Put your hands together and keep paying attention to your next comedian, Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you. You guys could have at least applauded, but it's okay. It's okay. It's not going to be that good anyway. Um, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice man. Nice guy in the sense, you know, women say these guys are nice guys. I'm a nice guy. I've always been a nice guy. It's cool, but no dude wants to be a nice guy, right? Every every dude wants to be like the bad boy, right? No one wants this persona. And I I know I'm the nice guy because there have been countless women that leave me their drink when they go to the bathroom. And I always thought, I thought that was rule number one of like being a woman, like you don't do that. But they look at me and they're like, not this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but I kind of get offended. <laughs> I'm like, offend, like it's nice, but I get like offended. I'm like, well, how do you know I won't roofie you? You know, like, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, you know, I want some cred. I want to be cool. <laughs> I want to be cool. Um, I think it's because I'm, I'm in tune with my femininity. And I'll be honest, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to say that's what I am. Because I don't know, you know, I'll be walking down the street, look, go window shopping, I see a dress, I say, I can pull that off. That's being in tune with your femininity, right? I don't know what it means. I haven't looked it up. But I think that's what it is. I think women can sense that. Like, another thing is, during Women's History Month, a lot of women were posting about their experiences and what they go through on a daily basis. And I was, like, relating to some of it. <laughs> it was like... You know, you feel overlooked and self-conscious, so you don't speak up. That's me. I do that, you know. You see a group of men walking towards you on the street, across the street. I do that shit all the time. <laughs> you think because I'm a man, I'd, I want to interact with other men, too? They're scary. I agree with you guys. A group of men is very, very scary. I don't want to do that shit. I'm crossing the street, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Uh, concerts. Uh, do you guys like going to concerts? People like that, right? I never really was into it. Yeah, concerts are cool. It depends on the type of concerts. The thing with me in concerts is I don't like participating. I don't like when they tell me to do shit. You know, I already paid the money. I'm there to watch the show, and they're like, everybody raise your hands in the air. And I'm like, fucking hell, dude, I got to do cardio? I'm like, okay. And then everybody sways, and then there's that moment where everybody's like, do we do this the whole song? Do we stop? And then everybody slowly drops their hand. I don't want to do it. But I also don't want to be the guy that doesn't do it because I'm a sheep. So I do it. You know what I'm saying? I hate doing it. I hate when they go, everybody stand up. You know, I just hate participating. You know, I feel like the guy's bitch. That's what it is. I feel like the bitch. I feel like he's telling me to do shit and I just follow it. I don't like that feeling. You know, I like to be in control. I don't like that feeling at all. Like, I, didn't, I came for music. I didn't come to play, you know, Simon Says. Okay. You know, one time I was at a concert. They were like, Everybody say, fuck police. And I was like, hey, you know, I got some family in law enforcement. And I, no, I don't. I don't actually. Don't kill me. Uh, that's actually all I, all I wanted to do. So thank you very much. I'll give the time back to the Yay. room. Yay. 
Ian Langland. That was so generous of you to give that minute back. That really is. So nice. Uh, yay. That was great. The nice guy thing is really funny. I just turn it into a one-liner and then explain it. I'm such a nice guy. Mm. At a bar, women will leave their drinks when they go to the bathroom. Mm. Like, just turn it into a one-liner and then explain all that, why it sucks, why it's so offensive. Like, why do you want, I want to be the bad guy? Okay, okay. Um, also, it... Tim, were you done? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, if you are going to talk about how you're feminine, I feel like you have to like, or feminine, I feel like you have to like commit more. Okay. So like, I hate it when like I'm wearing a tight shirt and then men look at me like up and down. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then what you said about, this is, this sounds like sexist, but like what you said about how you like being in control is like counteractive, like at the concert yeah. to like how people would think a feminine guy is. Okay. So just make sure you don't like, do those two sets at the okay. same time. But oh, okay. good job. My turn this time, Dan. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I, I thought it was funny how you said that the, uh, the people at the concert tell you to wave and then they tell you everybody stand up. Uh, I like how people were waving while sitting down. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably a way that you can play on that. Um, and then uh, on the effeminate thing, um, you can be like, uh, women have pussies. I am one, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you can go that way. Do you not have? <laughs> uh, what if I say this? I have a pussy? Does that work? Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh you're getting you're getting really good man like all improving like every week i feel like it's really that was that was great uh just in general like just tighten up the extra there's like a lot of extra sentences that say the same thing yeah just eliminate those and slow but slow down also okay. a little bit maybe but i know how that is. i do uh the thing about the drink i almost wanted you to be like overcompensating for your like like you want to make her feel like it would be dangerous so you're just like you know what she goes to the bathroom. She's like, "You should take that with you." That's <laughs> okay. be a really weird thing to say. Yeah. That makes you look even worse. Uh, no desire to wear a dress. I've never worn a dress, but I, I'm very. Fe I'm in touch with my feminine side. No desire to wear a dress. I, I've never worn a dress, but somehow I know I'm a size four. Okay. Uh, okay. Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because because I don't want to go. I don't want to be too condescending to the women thing. I want to be more focused on the fact that I'm feminine rather than yeah, definitely yeah, punching that, down. I feel like that would go anyway. He's a size eight, by the way. He's a size eight. Oh, really funny it's not a four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't that one. Okay. That I wear women's jeans. Okay. What was the first thing you said about the... Other comments? Clap your hands together, everybody. Ian Langland. Yay. All right, we have one last comedian with comments. Uh, keep being awesome, paying attention, and put your hands together, everybody, for David Lattimore. Uh, what's up, guys? I, uh, I've been thinking about maybe getting on a, a dating app. And uh, I was talking to my roommate about it. She's a girl, and uh, she let me uh, do a little sneak preview of the competition. So I was looking at these guys on dating apps up in, like, Berkeley and Oakland. And uh turns out I'm looking at their descriptions. All these guys, 
They at least say they like coffee or hiking. Almost every dating profile. And I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers are casting a wide net. It's like, yeah, I like walking outdoors and the beverage we're addicted to as a society. Do you like either of those things? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's not a lot of girls who are going to look at that and be like, I see a deep connection here. It's like, does this man like eating lunch too? Holy shit. I don't know. I think I, I should get on a dating app. I've kind of been like stagnant recently, just messing around, being an idiot. No, like, uh, like I did Molly last weekend, which basically means I did the same dance move for four hours straight and then was sad the next day. It's a great drug. I would recommend it. Uh, I got a buddy. He's one of those militant bikers. You know what I'm talking about? Someone's trying to get into their car. He's like, not a crosswalk, buddy. Not a crosswalk. I get all embarrassed, ride with him. I'm like, man, tone it down. We look like the kids from Stranger Things right now, all right? You know, like, biking's a great mode of transportation. It's not a sexy one by any means. Like, no girl looks at a guy on a bicycle and is like, good God. You know, look at him pedal. I don't know. I think, like, I just have that self-awareness. I think you need to have some humility on a bicycle. Like, sometimes I'll bike to the bar on a Friday night. There's no condom in my wallet, you know? I know I'm not bringing anyone home. What am I going to do? Put her in the basket? It makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I started going to therapy recently. It's a new thing for me. Uh, it's a weird thing to, to talk about because you don't want to be the guy who brings it up too much. Like, we all know someone who started going to therapy and then they just have to wedge it into every conversation. They're like, oh my God, I had the craziest weekend. Like, I should totally tell my therapist about it. But anyways, and you're like... You know, I think maybe you should tell your therapist about how you can't shut the fuck up about therapy. I think that might be a good starting point for a session. No, it's a, it's a weird process getting a therapist because, uh, you know, you don't just get right in the office. You have to go through all these consultations. So you have to call these people you don't know and tell them about your problems. But for them, it's their job. So it just turns into like the weirdest business call ever. You're like, I hate myself. They're like, that'll be $200 an hour. <laughs> uh, but I think you should go. I think it's important. You know, you don't want to end up with some deep-rooted shit just weighing you down. You got some fucked-up hobby to compensate for it. Like, I know a guy, I got a buddy, he's really into exploring storm drains in Oakland. I'm like, this guy's dad said something. <laughs> you know, now he's just, like, he has something to prove. Like, my man's just climbing down a manhole, like, who's gay now, Kevin? I'm not going to my room. And I'll, uh, I'll leave you with this one. I like, I like drinking. Uh, it's probably my other form of therapy. I love drinking at the airport bar because uh, it's the only bar that I can go to, get as drunk as I want by myself, and not feel any guilt about it. And, and I lean into it. You know, like I drink like a divorcee at the airport bar. Whiskey on the rocks. You know what I'm saying? Bartender's like, damn, long flight. I'm like, Linda was a whore. <laughs> all right. It's all for me. Got quote, chunky ass. Yay, David Lattimore. Give it up for Linda, that whore. Um, that was very funny. Uh, the, um, that Molly joke was great. Um, the bike basket stuff, that was all real funny. I mean, I, I don't have any help or tags. I just liked a bunch of jokes in there. Uh, I thought your cadence was awesome. You have wonderful cadence, number one. Number two, um, I thought the bike bit was great. Uh, the fact that you laid out two names, I think it was Bruce and what was the other one you just said a second ago? 
Tina or? Uh, oh, Kevin. Kevin, sorry, Kevin. Uh, that was great. Naming is so specific. Uh, the other thing is I only have one change of a line. You said, ooh, you like eating lunch too? Casting a wide net. I think you should probably widen that net even further because you're heightening in that direction. Oh, you like breathing oxygen too? <laughs> I actually wrote down you like water. That was one of my oh, right, water. Right. I yeah, think you should go funny. down to a mammalian thing. You like water. Like get down to basics. Right. Oh, you're a carbon-based life form too. <laughs> Boom, uh-huh. and then that's how you get it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, thank you. I I was thinking like instead of using casting a wide net, could you say like generic, like a like because because these are all like things that everyone likes. Like I'm thinking of like a Kikoman brand kind of person, just like oh, you yeah, know, like it's store ge- brand kind of guy. Yeah. Um, second thing is I feel like they're. I feel like there's a simile that could be made where it's like wedge wedge in therapy like something. So like what is something okay. that people do to overcompensate? And I'm thinking of like, this is Rachel, but like the Black Lives Matter sign like at every house, like you're trying to convey a message that like doesn't need to be said all the time. Yeah. Like there's yeah, a simile like, there. Like put, I don't know like what it is. Sign on your front lawn. Yeah. Like, somewhere. Like, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, so. What? Is it because I'm doing it again? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, coffee and hiking. I, was, I thought maybe you could be like, is this some kind of new extreme sport where you, you take a diuretic and then get as far away as you can from a bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, uh, you know what I mean? Something like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like coffee, hiking, and digging holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I challenge a girl not to fart in front of me on the first day. <laughs> and then the other and one was... Uh, uh, yeah, you like to put on a nice buzz at the airport, and let me tell you, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice bike trip home from there. <laughs> you, you just weird something about biking home from the airport, since you already mentioned it, might might be a way to to, to do a call back there, and just something. All right. Clap your hands together, everybody, for David Lattimore! Yay! David Lattimore! Yay! All right, all right. So now we just have an open mic, everybody, and um. I'm going to shorten just a tiny bit, so I'm going to honk you at 2.30 just so I can get everybody in because I think we can do it. Uh, But hey, put your hands together for your first comedian of the regular open mic type of thing, Brady Pearson. Hey, 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 hey. It's Big Faggot. How y'all doing? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, since I only have two minutes and 30 seconds, I'm going to try something. You know, you're all talking about how I always come up and talk about cocksucking, and why don't I talk about anything else about cocksucking? Well, so today I thought, you know, all the, all the people have been talking about how, how much, uh, let's talk about ass, actually. Um, I've been hearing so much about how millennials love ass, and I don't know, like some of my comedian friends have been saying that, I was like, oh my God, finally there's something in common. I mean, and... Oh yeah, okay. Oh, see, the new stuff is hard when I'm not talking about what I know. But, um, oh yes, the ass, because you know in the gay world, you have all kinds of ass, right? Ass is everywhere for all of you out there. You got your grinder ass, you can order it, right? You can get it, you can come, you can come to you. You can also get the buffet ass. Um, the buffet ass is like at the back of the bar, the powerhouse, you can just, there's, it's all open for you. You wanna make sure that you wash your hands at least when you're done there though, I mean. And, um, Let's see, there's the grinder ass, the uh, oh, buffet ass. Oh, and finally, the unicorn, the sparkly unicorn, the straight male ass. Now, people have come, and all, is this thing, 
spoken in many of the gay bars, ladies and gentlemen. It's whispered. We all talk about the other kind of ass. That's easy buffet all the time, you know. But this, how do you get it, man? Did you have it? Oh, my God, have you ever had straight ass? No, I've never had it. It's, no, no. I've never. Oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I had some straight ass. Okay, it was, it was everything they said it would be. I mean, so this guy comes up to me and, and his friend outside of a bar, and he's like, hey, you should look older. You can take care of it. You can take care of me, right? I was like, yeah, let's do this. Oh, man, I'm, okay. I don't like that set. I don't like that set. <laughs> I don't like it at all. So I'm going to switch that up a bit. Um, yeah, actually, okay, wow. I really had thought, I thought, I thought that was much better in my head than it turned out to be in real life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I guess I'll just have to leave you with um, that. Thanks, no? I got plenty of time? Okay, great, okay. Okay, okay, great, okay. Hmm, what can I talk about? I, I like to suck dick, I like to eat ass. Um... <laughs> You know, I mean, what, what, my mom always told me to keep to my strengths, ladies and gentlemen. She's like, do what you're good at. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, 10,000 cocks later, here I am, you know. And that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, a gener that's not even a generous number, ladies. I, I mean, I lost count. I mean, I suck so much dick, I keep thinking, how many miles of dick have I sucked? You know, I mean, if one inch, like let's say in the, male, the male penis is about what, six inches? I'm being generous. Um having seen them. Okay, so one pass is six inches, the next down is six inches. So you have a foot. So now you can begin tracking your space, right? How, how many miles? Of, I mean, what do you think? Are you at Detroit? Yeah, do you think you've sucked enough dick to get to Detroit? <laughs> well, I think I could at least get to New York. What have you been doing? I mean, God, I have a world-class ticket. I've sucked so much dick. Okay. Oh. I know that's the fun part. You gotta do the math. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, could, like, how many do you think would be good? Like, sixty would be that sixty feet. Right, sixty. You know, it's sixty. Wrapping it up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. Brady Pearson, everyone. Hey, your next comedian. We have two comedians. Your two next comedians are both with their moms. Uh, but first, put your hands together for Greg Causal. Yay! I'll take whichever one's on. How about that? <laughs> It was my uh, dad's birthday a couple weeks ago. He wanted these new, thank you, that's not true. It was my dad's birthday a couple weeks ago. He wanted these new shoes from this high-tech company. They're supposed to fix your posture. Yeah, they did a lot of tests and figured out that if you put a pebble in your shoe, you'll walk different. I go to the mall and you can see what COVID's done to the place. Half the stores are gone. There used to be a store, they handed out free samples. I guess they handed out the whole store. There used to be a Radio Shack. Now it's Bikram Yoga. He's poor Radio Shack. And got replaced by something completely analog. I walk into a store, not a salesperson in sight. I thought that after COVID, everyone would be desperate for work. Where is everybody? 
I have to round up all the salespeople myself to get some help. Now, if you want to buy something, you have to become the store manager. Someone finally comes, and the first thing he tells me is, we close in five minutes. I guess their promotion that day was 50% off of store hours. I walk out empty-handed. I remember my dad likes French food, so I called this French restaurant, but they close at 6. Seriously? Are they on French standard time? Where is everybody? I come home. I'm already in my home clothes, but I go to my closet anyway just to change into the mindset of being at home. My brother can't stop raging at Call of Duty. What? Shit is ass, bro. Shit is ass. Studying his behavior, I feel like a retard anthropologist. He plays this game mode called Zombies, in which you have to kill zombies, but I find it a bit ironic because the NPCs in the game are very smart, and he's the one sitting there playing it like a zombie. Since the French restaurant fell through, we sit down at the kitchen table and uh, pop on the telly. My mom likes British television, so we turn on Vera. She thinks this woman's an incredible actress. Really? You call this acting? Hey, hey the killer, where, where has the killer gone? The killer, the killer, the killer! My dad loves Star Trek, excruciating. Oh my God, Spock, I'm Vulcan, I feel no pain. Yeah, you're not the one watching. We switched to sports. Jesus, how did baseball not go out of business the second they threw the first pitch? I go to the food channel, blackness. They took the food channel off our plates. I try movies, Godzilla's on. How, how is it so terrible? Who, who wrote the script, Godzilla? I switch to Inception. It's impossible to watch. Did the director go back in time to the inception of boredom to make the movie? I switch to 2020. It's so painful to watch, I can't even roll my eyes. The program's about a murder that happened in Salt Lake City years ago, and I think the murder was less painful than the program is. Casino Royale comes on, finally something good. It's Daniel Craig versus a KGB agent. Is it just me, or does he look like a KGB agent? James Bond? Really? More like James Borsch. Borsch. James Borsch. Dadling. Finally, my dad tells me to turn the TV off because he says it's too loud and it'll wake the neighbors. Then he goes to sleep on the couch and snores ten, and ten times as loud. So he's a hypocrite, even in his sleep. Thank you. Great causal, everyone! All right, moving right along. Your next comedian also brought his mom, I think. Uh, but he's 13 years old, and he came all the way from Walnut Creek. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Luca Branches! Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Godzilla, I remember watching Godzilla. It's a pretty good movie. I liked it. I mean... The only thing I thought I didn't like about it was that in the movie, right, they have to recharge Godzilla, which means someone has to go in there with a nuke bomb and it has to explode, right? And there's like, in that movie, there's a hundred white people and then one Asian guy and the Asian guy goes in with a nuke bomb? Like only that, like, what? You know what I mean? Why are they still, why are we still kamikazes? You know, in the, all these white people, no, no, like what? Just, I, I thought that was dumb about the movie. I didn't like it, but, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'm a minority, right? And 
I I hate it so much because I go to a, I go to a Catholic school, all right, and I'm the only Indian at my entire school, which which sucks. It's terrible, right? Because you get stereotyped for so many different things, right? Like um, like in social studies, we learn about many different religions, and uh, whenever they bring up Hinduism, everybody just looks at me. You know what I mean? Just all their white faces, just. Like, they're staring at me like I know the entire Bhagavad Gita. Like, you know, I don't, I hate, it's just so annoying, though. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like in their head, they're singing, they're like, they're like, he's from India, the jungles of India. I'm like, no, 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 I'm from Walnut Creek. I'm from Walnut Creek, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, he's a Hindu, he only eats vegetables. I'm like, no, no, I ate a burger yesterday, you know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> They're like, he dances with the tigers, the mighty, mighty tigers. I'm like, I mean, I'm trying to dance with Molly, but, you know, it's hard. I, I can't. You know. But, like, it's so annoying to me, right? Like, I, I don't do that to white people, right? I don't stereotype you guys when, you know, I don't stare at you when you guys are stereotyped, right? Like, if, if my teacher came into class, if my teacher came into class and she was like, today, kids, we're gonna pray because in Los Angeles there was a school shooting. I'm not like, oh Bradley, why do you keep shooting people? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like he shoots people, many many people. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's annoying to me. Yeah, but like, but you know what else I don't like? is how sexualized things are right now. Like in my, in my, at my age, at least, right? Like I, I was talking to my friend, right? I was talking to my friend and I asked him, out of these two girls, which one would you date? Out of, out of Emma and Bella, which one would you date? And he was like, hmm, I'd probably, I'd probably date Emma because Bella has a flat butt. I'm like, you're 13 years old, man. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're barely gonna touch her hand. And you're not gonna eat that ass, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, what is he talking about? Like, I can't, I don't know, I don't understand that, I hate it. It's just so, so ridiculous that it's called, okay, only one more joke and then get off, but. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough now, right, I'm pretty old. I think I'm old enough now <laughs> to say some bad words, right? Or like some bad words, like, the only reason I think that because I remember when I was seven, right? My sister was telling me how old, like, how old you have to be to say each of the bad words, right? And she was like, hmm, you have to be in seventh grade to say the H word, which is hell, sorry mom, but you have to be in eighth grade to say the S word, and you have to be at least in high school to say the F word. And you know what I mean? I was seven, man. I was like, when can you say the N-word? She was like, yo, yo, you know? <laughs> and like, you know, she was 13. She was like, ah, uh, maybe in another life. I don't really, okay, thank you everyone. I'm Luca Branches. Yeah. Woo, Luca Branches, everyone. Keep it clapping, yay. Woo, 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 woo. All right, your next comedian. She's been patient all night. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ashley Tomajan. Yay. No, is he not?
I'm missing a I'm missing a person that I have the wrong person. Uh, Kavita, then you're up. Uh, hey everybody, Kavita, sing! I love how, um, Luke is your name? Luke. Luke, I love how you apologize to your mom for saying the H word, but not like for eat my ass. <laughs> um, yeah, now I know you're not brown because like you would have whooped his ass like right when he said that, right? A little bit. Okay. Just kidding. Okay, you're not having it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I, come, I come from a really competitive um, school system. Um, and when I was younger, my parents tried to make me play the violin to uh, improve my chances of getting into like a top tier school or an Ivy League. And I was like, that's stupid, mom, because like you want me to compete with thousands of talented East Asians, right? That's like putting white people in a hundred meter sprint at the Olympics, right? Like, you know, the Jamaicans are going to get gold and silver and bronze, Right, like they should have put me in the band and made me play the bassoon, right? Or, or better yet, they should have created an entirely new instrument, right? Because you know dressage wasn't a sport until some white dude recognized his privilege. You know, he was like, very few people have a horse and fewer people have a horse that could do the two-step, you know? <laughs> is it only me? Is it? No, this, this is not working. Okay, okay. I thought I was very clever here. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll give that like a, I'll give that a one. There's, I know there's something there. I know there's opportunity. All right. Um, okay, so yesterday me and my friends were going to a vineyard um, up north and my friend was talking about how like people are drinking more and more oat milk and farmers are kind of creating this like anti-oat milk propaganda, right? Uh, and I was thinking to myself like, what does anti-oat milk propaganda even mean, right? Like, is it... Are there billboards that just say, like, stop oat cruelty, right? Are farmers going to be funding, like, these uh, these organizations, like, people for the ethical treatment of oats, you know? And, and I feel like the farmers are going to up their, like, cow marketing, right? So for, like, every gallon of milk that you buy, there's an image of a cow that you saved, right? Or maybe, like, you buy two gallons and then you get to sponsor a cow's education. Um... Yeah, and I, I, I thought it was interesting that we uh, were try a lot of people pr prefer oat milk because they're trying to decrease their carbon footprint or because they're lactose intolerant, but also, like, we love coffee, and that's killing the environment. But, like, oh, okay, right, like, coffee droughts aren't impacting us, and so we don't really care, right? Like, we only care about droughts that aren't affecting us. Okay, um, I am done. <laughs> Thank you guys. Kavita Singh, everyone. All right. Hey, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Steven Asifo. ain't got no Rolex no diamond at the exit with a sign taking weird rapper poo. My face is balled up because I ain't in a happy mood while my partner got the squeegee and the Windex. Okay. Uh, thank you for that uh, call, call response there. Uh, I'm too cheap for therapy. So I've been taking anxiety into my own hands. 
uh, learn that you have to be your own best friend. So what I've been doing every morning in the mirror is saying positive affirmations. The way that goes is I look myself in the mirror. I say, Stephen, you're wonderful. You're creative. I am thankful you exist. I smile. My reflection smiles back and says, bro, we're a piece of shit. And so we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go there um i am the token black guy my friend so they try and get me to do things like go on hikes um here's my thing with hikes i don't like going on hikes because i don't like long walks to nowhere um the last time black people did that we ended up on a boat what's up um plymouth rock landed on us was a totally bad thing and people say oh well black people just don't like the outdoors not true um black people we just need to have two questions answered at all times where are we going and who gonna be there that's two, two key questions. That doesn't get answered when you just say, like, in the woods and I don't know. It doesn't fly, right? It doesn't. So two, two things. Always need to know. Where are we going? Who's going to be there? Hey, Chingy, what you doing? Nothing chilling at the Holiday Inn. Who are you with? Me and my peeps. Why don't you just bring a few of your friends? Jagged Edge. Where to party at? Where are we going? Who's going to be there? Needs to get answered. Needs to get answered at all times. So I'm, I'm with my friend. I'm with my friend now, and he's, you know, really into hiking. He has all the latest tips. And he says, hey, look, if you get lost in the woods and your phone's about to die, you can leave a voicemail with important information about how people can rescue you. Brought two questions to my mind. One, why are we splitting up? If I'm lost, we lost together. This is not a Scooby-Doo mystery. Velma got her glasses. We, we're not splitting up. We got to do this shit together. Uh, two is um, I don't know how many times it takes you guys to leave a voicemail, but I'm way too insecure to leave the one voicemail that just may save my life. Okay, I'd be in that, be like, hey, it's Steven, uh, uh, I don't know where I am right now. I think I'm in like the Lakewood Trail. Like, please and help, please, please, please. Ah, oh, no, that sounds so desperate. I can't do that at all. Um, well, let's, let's try it again. Yo, Steven here, um, you know, just chilling in the woods right now. Um, I got like beers. Oh, there's, there's women everywhere. This is like the best party I've ever been to in my life. Please come. And, you know, just, just come through whatever you want or don't. Like, we're having such a great time here. You can hear it in the background. Um, I think I see a boat. And, um, oh, I forgot to say that. Uh, yep, the boat came. Then, like, the someone would come find me, like a ranger, and be like, yo, I heard there was women here. That's That'll be a callback for later. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so uh, President Biden uh, started doing, like, uh, student loan forgiveness. People starting to get money back. And I'm like, yo, it's about fucking time. Cause I already forgave myself. I was like, I was, I was 18. I had no idea what I was doing. And you know, I didn't know what a variable interest rate was. I just lost my virginity. I was like, where, where are the women at? Where are they? Are they going to school? I'll go sign. What is this sign here? I'll go ahead and do that. Variable interest rate. When I found out what that shit is, man, what? It could just change its number whenever you want. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, the, the, the messed up thing about loan forgiveness is it, like it makes it sound like you, you're the one that made the mistake. Uh, right. Like, what are you forgiving me for? Motherfucker, just trying to better myself and not get fucked by inflation. Meanwhile, you're just giving out loans to just any English major that has a dream. Those don't need to get funded. You can just let them go on. OK, we're not on board with that one. English majors have a dream, too. OK, got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so I guess I'll leave with this. I mean, the hardest part about being and you know debt is that you have to have a conversation with your significant other about that you just can't spring up 200k loans on them. you got to talk about your finances don't be a fucking dick so the way i decided to do that is with my girlfriend you know i took her out to dinner we had three chairs there and i said you know this is for you 
this is for Sally Mae. She will always be here with us. And then looked at Sally Mae and said, this is my new co-signer. I think we should all get to know each other. Um, yeah. So it didn't last long. Okay, cool. That was my time. Thank you guys very much. Steven Azevo, everyone. Hooray. Okay, good. Kyle did just come in. So we lost, I guess, Ashley Tomashen d- disappeared. Drea's on her way. Uh, Steven just went. Ian's not here yet. Kyle just walked in. But since you just walked in, we're going to move to the to the uh, wait list. And it's funny because there's a ton of people on this wait list. But he rolled in late, but he's going up now. Put your hands together for Jason King. Did he left too? He left too. Nick Hulk. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to make it. I saw there's like nine people on the wait list. Sweet. Um, I'm tired of apps thinking that I'm smarter than I am. And it's like, head northeast on Broadway. Like, fuck, I don't know. I'm trying to use the sun to orient myself. Does anyone have some moss? I think that one's a keeper. Fucking crushed. Okay. Sometimes... The ads I get on Facebook feel like just like personal attacks. I get this one where it's a girl who's dressed like, I guess like a, like a sexy scientist with these glasses and it says, got sperm. I get those all the time. Such like an algorithm burn. Like I went on, I went on, it's a sperm donor ad. Like what I go on Amazon and bought some Kleenex and lotion and then tied back into Facebook. Hurtful. Uh, For the first time in my life, I have a group of gay friends. It's not something I ever had a policy against. It just didn't happen. I was a straight frat bro. The straight frat bro circle and the gay circle, very little overlap. Maybe just, you know, a mutual appreciation of poppers is in the middle. It applies to both the drug and the amazing appetizers at Chili's. If you ever want to see God eat a jalapeno popper while you're huffing a popper, fucking ascend. Um, what else? Oh yeah, with my new group of friends, one guy flirting with me a little bit. He was like, I see the way you look at me. And he's right. I was looking at him. He's fucking gorgeous. Have you ever seen someone so beautiful that it like reevaluates your sexuality? You kind of have to like think about it. Yeah. yeah. And I did, I would like put myself there, but there's just no like fire. I feel like I look at him just kind of like a waterfall. Like it's beautiful, but I don't want to fuck it. Uh, that's all the new stuff I had. Thank you. Clap your hands together for Nick Hulk, everybody. Giving a minute back to the room. Very sweet of you. All right. Your next comedian just drove over the bridge. It was crazy. I'm sure it was uh, just nuts, but clap your hands, everybody, wildly for Drea Myers. Hello, how are you? How are we doing? Um, I am not trans. I just have my dad's sense of humor and his hairline. So it's very unfortunate. (laughs) Um, 
My dad actually passed away recently, and my hair was falling out randomly in the weeks leading up to his death. And I think that motherfucker was really trying to leave me his hairline. I was like, bro, I don't want that shit. Take that shit to my brother's house, motherfucker. How are you? What are we doing? Um, I'm depressed. It's hard to be funny when you're depressed. Am I right? That's why I wear red. I'm like, I'm not depressed. Look at me. I'm bright. Look at me. I'm fucking cheery and bright colored. <laughs> uh, I am a retired side chick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. I used to be a side chick, you guys, for hella long. Not on purpose. I didn't, like, go after some bitch's man. That's not what happened. Um, I was hooking up with this dude for eight years, you guys. Eight years. That's a long-ass time, dude. Eight years. And when I met him, he was single. But then during the eight years, he went from, like, single to in a relationship to single to in a relationship to single to in a relationship. So I was the side chick at some points, but I was there eight years. I was the main bitch. You know what I mean? I finally had to stop fucking him because he got married. I was like, I guess he's serious about this one. <laughs> and then his wife would text me, like, stay away from my husband. And I'm like, I've been here eight years, bitch. You just got here. <laughs> like, you have legal paperwork. I know his shady friend, Pedro. Do you know Pedro? No, not yet. They made me chill out a little bit. You know what I mean? It's hard to be a side chick when you're older because you got to fuck on the couch and my joints are not conditioned for that right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sick of these wives not paying respects to the hoes that came before them. You feel me? Like, I'm the reason he's a husband now, bitch. You're welcome. I did eight years of in-home training with that motherfucker. You fucking adopted him from the breeder and took him home, but I'm the reason he knows how to sit. So maybe fucking pay some respects, you know what I mean? You're welcome, bitch. <laughs> um, yes. Is any of this, uh, what else is going on? I'm the worst side chick, too, because number one, I'm big as shit, so you're not hiding this in public. <laughs> you, you are not hiding this shit. And, and number two, I don't give a fuck about your relationship, bruh. <laughs> I'm single. You're the one that's fucking in a relationship, so you better figure that out. You know, I'm not going to hide it for you. You better figure this shit out just in public. Like, I hope your girlfriend's not around here anywhere. <laughs> we don't want her to see us. The audacity, dude, the audacity. Like, one time I fucked this dude at his house, and then he was walking me around the neighborhood. Like, don't let the neighbors see you. It's like, bruh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a bad side chick, dude. Uh, another time he was like, are you going to freak out if I bring my girlfriend to this event? And I was like, are you going to freak out if I tell her I sucked your dick? Because... All right, thank you so much. Clap it up. Thank you. Because they burn it anyway. Big boy, user, add up. Drea Myers, everyone. Hooray. We got a, we got a rock block of, uh, of, of, yeah, of, of awesome comics right now. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Okay. Hello. Um, I, uh, I have a mouse problem currently in my apartment uh and i find uh i treat mice crawling around my room uh the same way i treat strangers who try to talk to me on the bus i just ignore them and hope it goes away uh but it's gotten pretty bad recently uh so what i've started doing is i've actually got uh some cheese and you can buy these poison pellets 
uh, and I put that in the cheese, I give that uh, to strangers on the bus. I'm like, ah, would you like some brie? What's going on here? We're having a good time. Okay, it's. I guess I should be so harsh to them, you know, the people. We're, we're we're all just looking to. They're just trying to connect, you know. Everyone's trying to connect with each other. Like I I, I try to connect with people, even we, even if we have nothing to connect over, really. Like, do you guys remember recently when uh, the, the the Philippines they won their first ever gold medal in the Olympics? And I called up my Filipino friend, and I was like, we fucking did it, bro. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, Lupia on me tonight. We're doing it, okay? You know, it's going to be a good time. Lupian karaoke. Okay, let's go. They love it. I don't know why. Karaoke is big. It's, it's true. <laughs> Some stereotypes are true. Filipino people love karaoke. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, man. I, I... Like I said, we're all just looking for kind of uh, connection. Like I, I saw something kind of amazing recently. I saw a man trying to make a connection. And I was in a cafe and he came in. And you could tell he was like one of these kind of lonely guys. Because the way he was trying to he was trying to talk to everyone in there, right? He kept going. He had his phone out. And he just kept going like, technology. And, you know, to just open. Not He wasn't saying to anyone. It was just an open statement. And everyone was avoiding him. No one was like, we were like, uh, no, thank you. You know, people were using technology to ignore him. You know, they were putting in headphones and stuff. And, like, just no thank you. Uh, and the guy, he got up to the, the front counter. And the barista uh, was like, can I uh, get you anything? Uh, and he's like, I'll take a hot chocolate. And then uh, she said, uh, can I get you anything else? And this is where, like, you could see, like, a little spark. You know, he had his chance to 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 have something, to share a moment. So he went, yeah, you got any uh, world peace? You know, and it's not a great joke. But something about his sincerity, it must have, it, like, struck a chord with the barista. Because the barista started laughing. And then her coworker was laughing. And before, everyone in the cafe was laughing. You know, we had this beautiful little, and he was so happy, right? Because he got this beautiful little thing that he wanted. It's all he wanted. Uh, and the barista was like, oh, okay, good. You know, he, he, uh, can I get you anything else? And the guy, uh, I think this is where things kind of, he, he, he went again, right? He was like, uh, he, he went, or she asked, can I, do you have a name? And he was like, yeah, people tend to just call me a, a rebel. Okay. Again, huge laugh. Okay. He's crushing. It's like Johnny Carson or something. So, you know, I saw one guy take his headphones out to like, see what's going on. You know, he's like, what was we were doing it? Okay. What's happening? And then this is where things take a turn for the worst because, uh, like, Icarus, you know, this guy wanted to see how high he could spread his comedy wings, you know. He, he, but he's not a seasoned professional like us, you know. He didn't know what he was doing. He just wanted to go in. for. He was loving the attention because the barista was like, okay, Mr. Rebel, can I get you anything else? And he said, uh, yeah, you got a, a small child. Uh, and needless to say, the mood in the cafe changed, okay? Everyone was like, oh, no, 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 you know, people were, I saw someone put their headphones back in. They were like, oh, I don't want nothing to do with this man. We canceled him in real time. Everyone was just like, no, no, thank you, you know? I saw someone just go, poof. And he just started, he realized what he had done, right? And he just started to walk out of that cafe without even getting his hot chocolate, right? He was, he was so crushed. Was all he wanted was to make a human connection. And I saw that happen, and I was like, I could just let this happen. I could just let this man be crushed, or I could take a stand, you know, for humanity. So I did the only thing I could think to do in the moment. I stood up, and I said to the barista, uh, I will take a small child. And then the woman next to me stood up and said, no, I will take a small child. And then I, the man pulled out his headphones and said, we will all take small children. We demanded a small child. Uh, until uh, they let him stay. So, you know, he got his moment. They, we, we, it was beautiful. And the guy came up to me afterwards, uh, 
and he he started to like tell me his whole life story how he didn't have any friends he was like like lonely and his and i was just trying to read my book you know i i, I and i was like i did the thing this is the you know no good deed goes unpunished right so i was like hey but before you tell me your, your whole story you know it's, it's great but would you like some cheese uh, kill him in the end. Okay, yeah, I'll still work on the ending. Okay, there we go. That's my, that's my, that's my little comedy bit. Okay. Ian Levy, everyone. Ian, hooray! All right. Are these up for grabs? Yeah, have some chips. Absolutely. There's cookies and chips. Yeah. Clap your hands for your next comedian, everybody. Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Oh, we're back, guys. We are back. This is exactly what mutiny was like before the pandemic. It's good to be back f- to normal. Um, I uh, does has anyone realized that they they're entitled? They've always been entitled. I I realized that recently. Um, when you're a kid, you know people want to be like astronauts. Or firefighters and when I was asked like hey what do you want to be when you grow up I was like taken care of <laughs> taken care of I saw the scene in uh, ET where the kid was dying of malnutrition covered in EKGs and I was like that looks epic how can I be that I want people to worry about me all the time they still do that it, it, it worked out it, it worked out I uh I went to I went to Catholic school and a lot of people think that Catholic school makes, you know, kids homophobic at a young age. And I'm here to tell you that they're definitely putting the cart before the horse. Um that 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 patch came installed. I remember th- the first day of school a classmate next to me was like, "Dude, if my kid was gay, I would disown him. And I was like, this is algebra. <laughs> How did, and by the way, this is the first day of school. How did you learn that already? I, what did you pick up on this quick? I saved a lot of money during the pandemic. Uh, not cause I was sitting at home doing nothing, but because they really just stopped showing white people in commercials. Uh, and so I haven't bought anything in like nine months. My desire to consume has gone way down. Uh, watching TV is different now. I'm just like, oh, I guess the 2021 Hyundai Elantra just isn't meant for me. <laughs> Bummer. I can't identify with this upper middle class Asian American family. Um, oh, fuck. What do I talk about next? Jesus Christ. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't let him see the whites of your eyes. They can sense weakness. Um... I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Fucking right. That's crazy. That's pretty wild. Ooh. Some people don't like that. Man, I got engaged recently. Wasn't that a shocker? Uh, I, I, uh, it was stressful. I proposed to my girlfriend in a rainforest, which meant I spent a lot of money on a ring and then a lot of time worrying about losing it in a rainforest. Uh, I felt very irresponsible bringing a diamond into a jungle because all I could think about was all the people who worked so hard to take it out of one. That was like the rim shot for that punchline. (laughs) Um, Me and my girlfriend at the time, she's still my girlfriend. She wants me to keep calling her that. Uh, 
we argued about which ring to get her and when we finally a lot and when we finally settled on the one that she wanted the the jeweler was like oh great choices diamonds actually a conflict free and i was like what no it's not not anymore it isn't it is, i happen to know there's a significant amount of conflict surrounding this diamond is that all i have to do just wait until you're uncomfortable and then i get a reaction Wow, I think I I think I just had a real learning experience on stage. <laughs> All right. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. All right. Uh, so we're on the we're on the wait list, and right now he's coming in from outside. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. But let me hold it down, cause they shut you down when you speak from your heart. Now that's Hey, what's up, Snowflakes? So what do you guys think? Kaka Kyle, Rittenhouse. Crying Kyle, Rittenhouse, not, not you. Or Coil, uh, Kyle Rot in the Big House. Oh, thanks for blowing the fourth wall, Kyle. No, I am not watching the trial. I don't actually keep up on news. I just read a headline and try to think of something clever. Don't you guys know I'm just a troll? For fuck's sakes. Now I'm all thrown off. <laughs> I've been submarined by the actual Kyle in the room. Ah, uh, so, uh, anyway, I like to get in a nice argument with a troll on Facebook every morning with my coffee. Lately, I've been in this big argument about guns, right? Because, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse and all. And he's talking about how, you know, it's totally legal for him to have guns. As a matter of fact, he walks around with fun, four guns on him at all times, just in case shit goes down. And I'm like, hey, man, that's great. But you know what else is legal? Chocolate cake. But if you've got to walk around all the time with four pieces of chocolate cake just in case shit goes down, that's like crazy behavior, right? Like if you're walking around all day with like a cupcake in your ankle holster and like a flourless tort in the small of your back and like a devil's food cake on your hip, maybe a cupcake in your shoulder holster, that's like insane behavior. Right? Like if we go to your house and it turns out you have a safe where you keep your collection of chocolate cakes locked up so your kids can't get to them when you're not there to supervise. That would be like insane behavior, right? And then we took a tour of your house and it turns out you have chocolate cakes stashed in strategic locations. Like you've got one under your pillow, another one by your easy chair. You even got a slice of chocolate cake by your toilet so you're never caught unawares. This would be like insane behavior. And then if you're showing off your collection of chocolate cakes to us, right? Turns out you got like a 50 caliber birthday cake, right? You've got like the special sugarless chocolate cake. You've even got a German chocolate cake that your grandfather brought back from the war. It's like an antique. You don't eat it much. This would be like insane, right? And if I was to bring up to you, you know, what about all the deaths from diabetes, from chocolate cake? 
right? All the pressure it puts on our healthcare system. And he was to say to me, hey, man, the only cure from all those deaths by chocolate cake is more chocolate cake. That would be fucking crazy, right? And don't tell me the only thing that stops a bad guy with a chocolate cake is a good guy with a chocolate cake, right? I mean, statistically speaking, you're more likely, if you have chocolate cake in your house, that you or a member of your family is going to misuse that chocolate cake than some stranger, right? Anyway, you know what you can't carry into a riot and accidentally shoot three people with? Chocolate cake. All right, thanks, everybody. That is great. He gives us the chocolate cake. Uh, Keep your hands clapping together for Matthew Quirk. Yay, he's so topical. Yay. All right. Hey, Newman, it's your turn. It's so funny when everyone's like, ugh. I said, there's wait lists and people always drop out. And all these people that like, where they were like, ugh, they just didn't even show up. Uh, but this guy did. Put your hands together, everybody, for Newman Shock. Yay. What's up? Yeah, three people. I think I, and all comics. This is great. Um, I don't know. Let's get through it. Um, there was an insurrection insurrection earlier this year, brought to you by Meta. I think that was cool. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I was really underwhelmed by the insurrection. I was because, like, you know, like white people had twenty years to like become like the top tier terrorists again, and like all they could manage was like a discount Travis Scott concert. You know, like that's. It's very disappointing. Like, after 9-11, like, we broke the Middle East. Like, after this insurrection, we didn't even, like, kick Alabama, you know? Like, Alabama's fine, or as fine as it can be, you know? It is Alabama. Um, I don't know. I'd rather live in Iraq than Alabama, I'll be honest. But mostly because I could feel home there. Um, Yeah, but I think think Instagram's... All right, let let me restructure. Um, I'm be, I'm becoming closer to becoming a Republican. I'm becoming dangerously like closer to becoming a Republican. Like, all my roommates speak Spanish except me, and I found myself saying sentences like, "This is America. We speak English here," and it's weird because like all of my roommates are white. Like that's the worst part. Um, I also I also don't think we all deserve health care. Like we really don't. Like I'm gonna be honest. Um. Saw like a homeless person shooting heroin at a McDonald's recently. I was like, that person doesn't need health care. Like he doesn't. He's eating McDonald's. Like he doesn't care. Okay, that was sad. Um this honestly feels like the RNC. This is what this feels like. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think Instagram's making me a horrible person. That's I think the cause of most of my problems. Like um my friend's grandma died recently and I was with him and he like told me about it. And I was like, oh, dude, you should have posted that on Instagram. You know, that way I would have known, gotten a ton of likes, maybe even a pity nude like that. That could have happened. But yeah, I've been, I've been hanging out, I've been hanging around a lot of old people recently. That's, that's always great. And I realized, I think it should be appropriate to like give condolences in advance. Like if I'm at your grandma's birthday party and I see her like coughing a little too much and I know I'm gonna be like really busy next week wouldn't the appropriate thing be just to tell like your grandma like hey um I'm sorry about what's gonna happen to you next week probably most likely just in case I forget you know I think that's better I think I'm a good friend um 
Thank you. So this is painful. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, OJ, let's talk about OJ Simpson. I think, do you guys think he did it? Do you think OJ did it? Okay, and do you care? That's the next question. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I, I wasn't born when OJ did it. So to me, he just seems like, seems like a legend in a way, you know? He's like, if Kyle Rittenhouse gets away with it, then like, He's going to be like the OJ from my era, you know, like that's, he's going to be white OJ for me. I don't know how to, I just wrote that right now. So thank you. Newman. Hooray. Uh, I won't waste your time with too much, but I have like, you know, I was, I just want to say something. Okay. Yay me. Yay. It was so crazy that so many people were clamoring and there's like all these messages that were like, I want to be on the, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, just show up. It'll always be okay. And then they're just like, oh. I wonder what they're doing. Do you ever wonder what people are doing? If they're at home eating cookies, if they're crying, if they're watching the stupid things on Netflix. I want to know who's secretly watching the Great British Baking Show. No, do you? Do you watch the Great British Baking Show? Do you? Do you love it? I love it so much. I that's I mean I, well that's why I made I made these pot caramels this week because I was so inspired by Caramel Week that I made anyway. Um, they were saying do you, uh, the thing with the did he do it or whatever and it, um, and that's what I I've been wondering all night. Uh, you might be wondering all night. Yeah, uh, all those farting smells. That's been me. I don't know what's happening, but I have been farting all night. So I apologize. I am the one who did it. I'm just like OJ. I absolutely did it. Uh, the other day, if this was crazy, I actually, uh, my, my tether on reality has been very tenuous lately. Uh, I'm having a lot of like trouble knowing what's real and what's not, but I was, I ate some habaneros the other day, uh, and I had some ghost pepper chips from Trader Joe's and I was in there and I was sitting on the toilet and I started hallucinating. I had had so many hot peppers. I'm hallucinating and I'm just like, I, I'm like pooping. And I've never felt so alive. <laughs> everything, everything slammed into focus. It was like everything hallucinated and it slammed into focus. And I was like, I'm here right now. Damn. No one else is losing it. Where do you cry in public? <laughs> Either one of you. I'm surprised you responded to that. Oh, in your car? That's nice you have a private place. I do it on the bus. Yeah, because it's the most private public place. Nobody will fuck with you if you are crying. They don't want to have anything to do with you. There's ladies that still clip their toenails on the bus. I'm just like, seriously, even after COVID, what's wrong with you? Taking your socks off on the fucking nine? Who do you think you are with your cans? Sitting next to get six feet. <laughs> your cans will give me six. Okay, I'm not going to shame the poor people that collect cans because that's a hustle. I like their hustle. Um, I'm, I'm the one that has to hustle to the bathroom all the time. No, um, I should tell that story really quickly. When I was a child, I, when I was five, the reason I have no shame is I was a ballerina and I had to pee a lot. My mother would always say, Oh, you know, if you have to pee on stage, it'll make you dance better. And so I'd have to pee really badly. And there was one year, uh, there wasn't a black swan, but there was a brown one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I poop my pants in front of her. That's why I have no shame, is that sometimes you 
No one else has pooped their pants in front of people. Peed the pants. You've done it. Yeah. Ooh. At if, oh, it ran down your leg. That's great. So one time, this is weird. I used to run cross country and there was one girl and we're running and she was pooping as she was running. And I was like, it's okay. You can just not run the match. Like, it's not that serious. It wasn't like state or anything. It was just like a regular match. Just like two, two schools running against each other. And it's like, sweetheart, just pull off. It's okay. The team doesn't need you that badly. It's like, my coach will kill me if I know. Just stop. You don't have to run with poop. I don't know. The sense of, like, discipline in young girls. It's really surprising. Okay. Um, I think I'm done talking. Thank you guys all for being here. Um, I run OMG now on Tuesdays. The pre-signs are all pre-signed, but um, come for in-person odd signups and if you stay for seven other comedians this audience i bribe you so i've been giving people grams of weed um i'm probably gonna i'm gonna make some pot cookies tomorrow and i'll let you like choose pens too if you don't like if you're like square or whatever um but yeah and then <laughs> so that's tuesdays at omg six to eight and there's been a real audience so it's been real fun and then wednesdays Thursday, and then fridays we'll be back here for for happy hour and stuff. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Just like you was the host, serving a warm with triple baby daddy. Who did they come to coat on a Tuesday, April Fool's Day? Don't get caught slipping, leaving the keys off in the ignition, making me guilty by suspicion. Penny pension, trying to stack for 96, buying another Fleetwood diamond, took it. So now we's in the mix. I need to take my ass to the crib and drop the baby off. Cause them niggas at the corner soaping, looking at me for too long, staring like accidents on highways. High days are better than sober ones. Don't need bias, but I know it has to come. So I put two in the sky to let them know when babysitting y'all don't know nothing about big boy cause that nigga said it dipping it ain't over why that 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 now how the fuck you gonna understand how you supposed to get paid? Niggas walk around, get with shade, treat ass ways. Fuck a fade, let my hair drag. Back and forth like a seesaw. Jumping lily to lily pad dad. Looking to get my goody feel. I'm broke in like some old men. Hood stop, damn a wood stop. I'm dropping lines for the big clock. 16 is when I started to dream. It's 96, I'm in your face. Can you hear that bitch scream? It won't be over till yeah. that big girl yeah. from the
Me and everything around me is unstable like Chernobyl. Ready to go at any moment, jumping like a pogo stick. Like never lived up to my expectations. So I accept the patience. Expect the worst, but now I'm pacing back and forth inside. I'm melting like water on wicked witches. A monster truck don't came and ran over my picket fences. I had the best of life in my clenches, but monkey wrenches was thrown. Like chairs kings sit on. My prayers sing too long. I fall asleep before the ending. Don't even get to say amen. I hope he understand. I be on bended knees. At times I think I'm crazy, then I say forget it. Or maybe it's the devil infiltrating and like Riddick. Bo, I've been fighting this since them fetus days. I'll count from one to twenty when I'm through. Repeat the phrase. It's just a phase. It's gone all past, but that gets old too. I'm weakening like a deacon doing dirt. When am I supposed to? Sticks. We looking to start some new shit. I'm writing this rhyme in faith, so when you hear it, hope you chew it. My nigga, you do it like swooshes. The lyrical cleansing nuisance. Wiping away your germs and filling your craniums with juices. See, mo goes on. My slick flow flows on. Straight from West Savannah, Georgia, but the Swats is my home. Never go wrong, cause the click is tight again. That ass ain't that bad. Mosquitoes, now we goes. I'm proud of you people for selling your crack and sack. I'm glad I'm white, not black. Shit on the real, that's how the mites really act When your back was turned, them slackers learnt And now we falling apart You look at me in my eye, but you ain't feeling me in your heart Yes, yes, love, give me the power We live in the final hour These niggas, they leave me stranded like Rapunzel in the tower Now or never, let's stick together and overcome But they don't feel like marching Cause they shoot just overrun, ain't that a bitch? It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. let's watch full-length full length movies. Oh, let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, uh, see you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax-deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black Black Plastic. Mutiny Radio. .fm. Saturday. Noon to 2. Every Saturday. All music. All night. ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out aclunc.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. Smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. La, 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 la. 
Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety nine. 